Hear the scripture reading from the record of the Acts of the Apostles, the second chapter, verses 43 through 47. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had a need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There are some times where it feels like, at least in my world, that we have a Sunday where we absolutely see how much we can pack into one service. And this Sunday, to be perfectly honest, is one of those Sundays where it's All Saints Sunday. It's the celebration of Holy Communion, which should always be observed when we celebrate the saints. And it is Consecration Sunday, where we make our pledges for the next year for our operational and our capital campaign. You know this, you've been hearing about it, you've seen information about it. But I wanna back up a little bit, because in all honesty, this is not an attempt to play on your heartstrings. This is not an attempt to try to flanagle a financial contribution on a day in which we remember those who've come before us. It's a day in which, believe it or not, all of this fits together. You see, today is All Saints Sunday, and All Saints Sunday is one of my most favorite Sundays of the year. Now, I love Christmas. When, and part of the reason why I love All Saints Sunday is it's kind of like the Thanksgiving for the liturgical year. It's right there letting us know that Advent and Christmas is right around the corner. If you doubt it, you are welcome to stop by my office following the service because it is already decorated for Christmas. I had to be away this past week. And I always start decorating on November the 1st. I give Halloween its proper due on December the 31st, but on November the 1st, yes, just hear those sleigh bells jingling. And since I was going to be away this week, I had to go ahead and get the office decorated before, right? I mean, I can't get behind in my schedule. So I got it decorated. Uh, on Monday, I was here, and we had a wonderful trick-or-treating with our daycare that came up. And as soon as those precious little goblins and monsters, uh, that's because that's how they were dressed up. I'm not calling them goblins and monsters. Uh, when they came through, I took the Halloween decorations off my door and hung my wreath right on it, ready to go. But I also love All Saints Sunday because of what it means. And I love you, but some of you have the totally wrong idea about what All Saints is about. This is not a liturgical funeral service. This is not a recapitulation of the celebration of life. This is not about grief. This is not about loss. This is a day when we stop and we celebrate and give thanks to God because God has given us people in our lives that has guided us, that have loved us, that has shown us the way. We're here. Every single one of us is here not only because of the grace of God revealed in Jesus Christ, but because God gave us someone in flesh and blood who journeyed with us. 
How many of you remember a Sunday school teacher that absolutely touched your heart? How many of you remember when you were a teenager and you had a mama or a daddy or a grandparent that refused to give up on you? Or in my case, a grandmother and a grandfather, my papa, who would not let my mama kill me as a teenager. How many of you remember someone that you worked with or a friend of yours or a relative who shared with you genuinely the grace of God, who, were, who was there when you had a dark night of the soul and you reached out and you called them because you didn't know who else to call and who gave you a comforting ear and who loved you enough to tell you when maybe we weren't acting in the way we should and who told you and reminded you that things were going to be okay. You see, none of us, none of us, we, none of us were ever called to do life alone. It's not about how much we achieve or how strong we are or how good we are or how, 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 how far we can go. We've all been hardwired to do life together. One of the things that I love to remind people, especially because Advent's coming, right? We've already talked about that. We're about to get into a season where we celebrate and we remember that God Almighty creator of heaven and earth through the father son takes on flesh is born like one of us lives of life like one of us in what we call the incarnation fully God yet fully human that our God not only knows but knows and knows what it's like to live this life, who joined with us. And you know that our Christ, when he began his earthly ministry, first thing that occurred was he went to the wilderness to be tempted of Satan. And when he came from, back from that, do you know what he started doing? Did he immediately turn water into wine? No. Did he immediately go and preach his first sermon? Nope first thing he did was started calling disciples. Those who would follow him, those he could teach and train to proclaim the good news after his work was completed. But have you also noticed how many times Jesus asked those disciples to pray with him, to pray for him, to celebrate a meal together with him? Because even the Holy Son of God didn't do life alone, but did life together. All Saints Sunday is a Sunday that we set aside as a special celebration. Have you ever noticed that we set aside days for special celebrations? I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there because in a couple of weeks we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, right? And some dear friend of yours on social media is going to post something negative about Thanksgiving because they're going to say something to the effect of, we shouldn't just give thanks one day a year. It should be an attitude all year long. Yes, that is true. I love my wife every single day of the year. But you know what? We set aside the day that we got married as our anniversary, and I better remember it. 
because it means something. Things that are important, we set aside a day for, and we say we're going to remember and we're going to celebrate, and it's not because we don't care the other 364 days a year, but because it's special and it means something and it deserves to be lifted up. I am grateful for the saints of God every single day. When we invite you in a moment to come forward to receive Holy Communion, which, by the way, there's a reason why we call it Holy Communion. Connect the dots there. And to offer your commitment in one of the baskets, we're also going to invite you to pick up a bell and tie it to one of the plants. Not just for those whom we remember this day specifically, but for all of those in your lives. And I can tell you that I'm going to be placing a bell on one of those plants for my granny, who was a feisty little thing. Proof that God's grace is true. Because I guarantee you, if she made it into heaven, anybody can make it into heaven. <laughs> Never asked her what she thought unless you really wanted to know, because she did not care. And that bell is also going to represent my papa. My papa who served in World War II, who spent four and a half years in the Pacific, who ended up being engaged to my granny because his father and my granny's father decided that they would be perfect for each other and wrote letters. My papa would receive a letter from my granny. It wasn't from my granny, it was from my granny's father, written on behalf of my granny. And my granny would receive a letter from my papa, except it wasn't written from my papa, it was written from my papa's father because they just knew these two should meet. And God bless it, they did. And they were as polar opposites as you can get in this life. My granny feisty, a fireball, always spitting out something, looked like the Energizer Bunny on steroids. <laughs> my grandfather, completely easygoing, never raised his voice. I never heard my papa say a bad thing about anybody or anything. I remember one day where I was in college and I, there was a class I was needing to graduate. I was down to one class that I needed to graduate. They were supposed to offer it, then there wasn't enough folks sign up for the class, so they were going to cancel it and do it another semester. And I called my papa, because that's who I called every time. Good day, bad day, I called my papa. And I said, Papa, I'm not going to be able to graduate on time because they're not offering this class, da-da-da-da-da. And he goes, hey, buddy, you just need to just chill for a minute. It's all good. There's nothing you need to worry about. It's all going to work out. And I asked him, I said, Papa, how in the world do you always stay so calm? I've never known you to have a bad day. And he said, well, son, it's simple. When you spend four years of your life fighting a war, it gives you a new idea about what a bad day looks like. I can tell you I haven't had a bad day since 1946. I'm going to tie a bell for him. And I'm going to tie a bell for his father and for my granny's father and mother, whom I didn't know, but I heard stories about him. And I'm going to tie a bell for Ms. Lena Haywood, whose hair I caught on fire as an acolyte 
at First United Methodist Church of Heflin, Alabama. And for Miss Ruth Krausen, who was my Sunday school teacher from the time that I can remember a Sunday school teacher to the time I went through confirmation, who God bless her, she is a saint of God. I'm going to tie a bell for Dr. Fairley, who was, who was my academic advisor and one of my teachers at Jacksonville State University, who knew that God was calling me, even though I didn't look anything like anyone God would call, and who kept setting me up to do things in churches just to get that experience. And when I told him that I felt like I was called to be a pastor, he just smiled and said, I knew it. I'm going to light a bell. I'm going to light a bell. I'm going to hang a bell. Lord, a little guy, I hope we don't light a bell. That would be a whole nother. <laughs> that would kind of ruin this celebration's momentum, wouldn't it? I'm going to hang a bell. Because the truth of it is, is there are folks we don't know who have influenced our lives because they've influenced the lives of others. You know, when we read this passage from the book of Acts, oftentimes questions that come up in Bible studies or emphasis in sermon is on how they all share their possessions and how they all do these things and they live communally. And yes, that is wonderful and that's amazing and I do not want to take away from that, but there's more to it than that. They live radically different because they live lives that are actually connected. They actually do life together. When one person gets something that makes their life better, then everybody celebrates because everybody is a part of that. When one person hurts, then everybody hurts with them and they grieve with them because they're doing life together. And by golly, that's what we've been doing for over 2,000 years now. Every candle that we have lit on this altar represents a life that has touched us in some way. A life that we have shared, a family that we have surrounded in celebration and in triumph, in good times and in difficult, and in the grief of having to say goodbye as they enter into the saints of light and we continue on. There are passages of Scripture that we could roll over and over and over. One of my favorite that I'm going to give to you is from the letter to the Hebrews that tells us, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance that has been marked out for us, looking to Jesus Christ as the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Because what we are celebrating today is a reminder, a reminder of not only the life that we have got to share with these saints on this side of heaven, but the fact that it reminds us that this life is not over. They are still cheering us on. My granny is still praying for me if she hasn't got kicked out of heaven yet. I know my papa is. That every candle that is here lit, every candle that has been lit in the past and every name that you are naming in your heart is still cheering for you. Whether they reach the arms of Christ way too soon or whether they reach the arms of Christ after a full life, 
whether they've reached the arms of Christ because they walked in the grace of God every step of the way, or whether they reached the arms of Christ because they were wayward and they were brought back in. That every single life teaches a lesson and is an example. And that there is no life that is not worthy of the grace of God. That there is no situation that God does not redeem. And that there is no person that does not become an example for us of what God can do. You see, with all of that, we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded that you and I this day, we're not in this alone. We have Emmanuel, God with us, who journeys with us every step of the way. And we have a line of saints that goes back from to the beginning that cheers us on that continues to mold us and shape us. And for us this day, this is a reminder for us that we're also in that line, that you and I are examples to others. That just as we have received this mystery of faith, so too are we sharing it with the generations that will come after us. That the choices that we make in our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness not only affect what we are doing today or next year or in the next two or three years, but it, it impacts a line that we, we can't see all the way to the end. That we too are charged to be an example of the faith to the world. So you know what? Just like the saints who have gone before us, we will do life together. We will continue to share what we have been given in our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, and however ways those break apart. That we will continue to support the missions and ministries that we are called to be a part here of Bluff Park United Methodist Church and, and to the world just as those who have come before us have done that the saints here and now have built upon, that the saints that come after us will take further until the good Lord returns, that we will remember that we are not in this alone, that we have the saints above and the saints below. There's only two differences the saints above have reached their perfection. The rest of us are still working on it a little bit. But each and every day, trusting in the grace of God with us and the family of God that are, is in here and now and the family of God in the eternal. And as we live this out, all will come upon everyone with the signs and the wonders that God continues to do in us, through us, for us, even in spite of us sometimes. Because the God of our saints is the same God who is with us today. And the family of God continues to grow. For all the saints, we give thanks. And in the grace of God, we carry on. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
and with the communion of saints. Amen. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne, and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.